Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. A lot of attention has been paid recently to St. Louis area housing issues. We've done a program on housing inequities. Our We Live Here team is focusing on housing issues during its entire season. Today we're looking at opportunities for low and moderate income and first-time home buyers to purchase a home and grab a slice of that dream, thanks to the St. Louis Housing Partnership. It provides services including down payment and closing cost assistance in St. Louis City, St. Louis County, Jefferson, St. Charles Counties. With us with more detail, Kate Reese is Executive Director of St. Louis Housing Partnership. David Young is the Director of Capacity Building for Housing Action Illinois. And Bruce Dorpalin is the Executive Director of the National Housing Resource Center. He joins us by phone from Philadelphia. Thank you all so much for being with us. Great to have you. Thank you. Kate, let me start with you. Am I wrong in sensing that there is a greater emphasis on housing issues recently? Well, April is the uh, Fair Housing Month after all. But first, let me thank you for having us. And, um, you know, this year and with the economic comeback we've been experiencing, there are more and more homebuyers out there seeking to find their first home. Uh, David, what are you saying? Uh, We're seeing the same thing uh, across the region where there are more people that are interested um, in buying a home. And so we want to make sure that the assistance is available to folks so that they can learn uh, all the things that they need to know uh, so that they can find a good mortgage, find a good property. And Bruce, give us your perspective. I have more of a national uh, outlook, I would think. Yeah, we're certainly seeing plenty of demand for people who would like to buy a home. It's a daunting process, and it means that you have to master the the, the mortgage process and and the um, and finding the property in those pieces. And that's why programs like the local programs you have in in um, St. Louis are so valuable because there's nonprofit housing counseling groups that can work directly with a home buyer and help them get through the maze, help them address the kinds of issues that you have to figure out in order to qualify for a mortgage, deal with credit issues, deal with savings, deal with documentation, and all those things. Um, there's a team of really high-quality professional uh, uh, counselors who are ready to work with people on those, those questions to help them get through it. It is a complicated process. Anyone who has been through it certainly knows that. Kate, uh, tell us about the pro- your process and how the partnership works. So we are a nonprofit organization, and we're just turning 20 this year, so we have some experience behind us now. We actually build new homes and offer them for sale. They're affordable, and um, we're looking for low to moderate income buyers. And as a piece of that, but only a small piece of it, we have a program we call Home Buyer Services. And it's a combination of working with people one-on-one, where they are in the process to help them clean up their credit, help them get uh, some additional funds saved, make sure they have the money management skills necessary, and understanding the responsibilities of becoming a homeowner. David, is your organization involved in how? Our organization is involved. Uh, Housing Action Illinois is what is known as a housing counseling intermediary. And so we actually support the work that Kate and our other sub-grantees do across our region. So, for example, uh, by us applying for funds uh, from HUD for housing counseling, we were able to sub-grant those to the housing partnership, which means they can spend more time uh, actually providing direct services to consumers while we handle administrative uh, support for for, uh, for them and other groups in our service area. Uh, Kate, you have a number of partners, don't you? Oh, yeah. We yeah. couldn't do it alone, that's for sure. Anywhere from the 
private market with real estate agents, with loan officers from various banks and mortgage companies. We do, that's the name, the Housing Partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me come back to uh, Bruce and ask you, Bruce, to explain for us, if you would, the role of your organization in all of this. What What do you do? We work with nonprofit housing counseling groups all across the country like the Housing Partnership, and the idea is that there is a very valuable service that's going on all around the country working directly with people, and we'd like to be sure that that voice gets heard in Congress and in um, in the administration and in other kind of government policy-making worlds uh, that uh, what's actually happening on the ground and and, uh, what the experiences are that local counseling and and, uh, consumers are having as a way of uh, really trying to get that to be part of the the policy discussion. What kind of a reception and response are you getting from Washington these days? You know, it's pretty interesting. We have bipartisan support, and we have um, uh, both um, Republicans and Democrats speaking about the value of housing counseling it's it's actually very very encouraging i think um and and they may come from different perspectives on it but this idea that you can um become your own homeowner control your own finances have build some wealth on your own um have something that that works for your family that kind of resonates for policymakers in the same way that it does for individual families Kate, it's one thing to uh, find a way to purchase a home. It's another thing to maintain it, financially maintain it. So what you're doing is getting people off to a good start. How can you be certain that the low and moderate income people can afford a home? Well, one of the things we do up front is to develop a monthly spending plan. Usually people are in a rental situation, so we work the numbers with them as they exist now. And then we say, okay, now you're going to have a mortgage. Here's your new payment, and then you've got to be putting some money away every month because the furnace will go out. Yeah. (laughs) You know, guaranteed it'll be January when it's five degrees. So we try to just make sure people understand the difference and the money management skills are so important. David, where does money come from? Well, money comes from a number of different places in terms of supporting the efforts of housing counseling organizations. Uh, there is uh, funds that uh, that come from, from HUD um, uh, through the Office of Housing Counseling. We also have uh, support from financial service organizations. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, for example, the housing partnership may get a grant from a local bank, uh, may also uh, have a contract for providing services through the city of St. Louis or another municipal or another municipal government. Uh, so there are a lot of places to look, and that's one of the things that, as an intermediary, that we help organizations to do is to actually uh, help them with their uh, fundraising as well as their other administrative operations. Kate, who would a typical client be? Oh, I don't know if there is such a thing. So just off the top of my head, we're talking about a single mom with one, two, three kids. We're talking about a married couple or an unmarried couple with a child or two. And most recently, I've seen a lot of women who have just retired. They raise their kids maybe on their own in a rental situation, and they're saying, now it's time for me. I'm buying a condo. So it's varied. Do you find them or do they find you? Well, that's that's part of the challenge. Um, we get a lot of referrals from loan officers and real estate agents. We do a little bit of advertising as we can afford in local papers, and people come to us. But one of the reasons that I'm really excited to be here is to try to help 
put out the word about the programs. Because when I ask people in general, do you know what housing counseling is, is, I get blank stares. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to help raise the awareness because not only in home ownership, but rental situation, reverse mortgages, foreclosure intervention, it's a really big field. Uh, Bruce, are there organizations like this all over the country? There are 1,900 HUD-approved housing counseling agencies. So um, the Housing Partnership is a, is a HUD-approved housing counseling agency, which means that it's, had, um, it's been certified by HUD and um, meets the standards that HUD requires for quality delivery. And there's a whole network of these groups. Um, David's organization works with them um, aggressively throughout the Midwest. So yeah, no, it's a it's a pretty robust uh, community of people doing trying to trying to do the best for people who want to buy a house or stay in their house. What what are some of those HUD standards, and are are, are they universal? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, you have to be a you have to be a nonprofit. You have to be you have to have your five hundred one c three status with the IRS. You have to keep your records um, up to a high standard. You know, there are all these privacy, uh, security standards uh, that are required both in um, uh, the, uh, the materials you keep and in your communications. There's training requirements. I mean, it's a pretty rigorous program, and it's really meant to make sure that counseling agencies really represent the consumer first. And when you walk into a door and, and talk to a counseling agency, they're really there to represent your interests and, and uh um, not to have a, uh, a stake in the transaction. You're not not getting paid a commission. You're really um, there to work with the client to make help them um, uh, get the right information and make the best decisions. David and Kate, you're both sitting here nodding in in affirmation. This is a rigorous process. Clearly, it is a rigorous process. And uh, just last year. Um, HUD introduced a new individual certification so uh, for counselors. So not only do uh, housing counseling organizations have to be approved by HUD, but individual counselors have to take and pass an exam that focuses on uh, six core competencies, including uh, rental tenancy, pre-purchase, post-purchase, foreclosure, um, uh, and that is helping to um, extend the professionalism of our industry. So over the next couple of years, all 8,100 housing counseling professionals across the country will be taking this exam. Uh, and so you will be able to, when if you are a consumer looking for um, high-quality housing counseling services, by going to a HUD-approved housing counseling agency – which, by the way, is the only thing that consumers should do. You should look for a HUD-approved housing counseling agency. Uh, you also know that you have a housing counselor uh, that has been individually certified. So it's the same type of professionalism that you would find with financial services that you would find with the real estate industry. Kate, how many counselors do you have? So right now we have two we're one of the smaller organizations. Mm-hmm. My staff laughs at me because they said the only reason I wanted to be executive director is I didn't have to take that test because <laughs> <laughs> they will, and I'll be monitoring them. You you get into so many different things. It's not just a question of coming up with the funds and teaching people how to manage a house. I mean, home repair services, I, I understand, is part of what you do as well. Correct. And that can take two different forms depending on the year and what money is available to us. We can be doing rather major uh, renovations or repair of homes with professional contractors or other years when the funds are a little drier, we're still out there working with volunteers to get yards cleaned up and decks painted and porches fixed. 
Um, Bruce uh, Dorpalen, do you have any kind of numbers to give us with regard to the the demand that is out there and the potential for uh, for home buying? Well, housing counseling agencies see 1.3 million households a year, so more than just a person. That's the the, the family coming in together, um, and it's um, the broad range of people um, that represent uh, um, the housing markets in America. So it's 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 it's, it's low-income people, it's middle-income people, and wealthy people come as well. Um, and during the foreclosure crisis, um, these groups were completely on the front lines when people had a loss of income or they had a toxic loan that with, with unfair terms. Um, the counseling agencies worked very closely with people to get their loans restructured and get them back on their feet again and um, shaped a lot of houses and a lot of houses in St. Louis um, uh, from groups that were doing it. So when people get into trouble, housing counselors are there to help as well. It's an important part of the work that they do. I'm really impressed by the scope of the kinds of things that you do. I mean, everything from repair work to dealing with toxic loans, for instance. I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty broad range. I have to take a break. We'll do that now. And I'll also ask uh, members of our audience, if you have um, home buyer help questions, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Send us an email to talk at stlpublicradio.org. Or if you would prefer, that is, to send us a tweet, do so at STL on air. Back to this conversation in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Welcome back to our conversation on home buyer help. Uh, Kate, let me come back to you with regard to the home building that you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier. You're in the home building business as well. Huh? Yeah, we try to be. Um, this year, I think we'll end up having built uh, five homes. They're being offered for sale, and um, they're generally one or two story, three to four bedroom, two full bath with a basement and at least a one-car garage. And we uh, specifically work to keep them affordable. We'll have sales price coming up probably at 125 to 130 And so basically there's $200,000 homes um, well, when all well, is that's done. How does one get into one of these homes? Well, one needs to be low income, uh, low to moderate income, below 80% of what's called the area median income, and be able to get a good mortgage. So we work with people sometimes to get them there, or they come to us already ready. Give me some specific numbers with regard to the uh, the, the income range here. So a single person at 80 percent of area median income, I believe, is 41,750. Does that help? Yeah, that does. Just give us 41,750. Yeah. A family of four needs to be below 59,600. Okay. Uh, how are these people vetted in terms of knowing who they are and really being certain that uh, you know they can they can follow through on all of this? Well, um, we are uh, listing our homes on the market through a real estate agent, mm-hmm. so it's fairly conventional in the way we do it. And uh, people come to us. The main requirement is that they not have too much debt. So we're looking at ratios, both total housing ratio. We don't want it to be too big of a payment 
that they can't handle. The nice thing is new construction has very low maintenance. And we do partner with uh, St. Louis County, um, who puts money in to help, allows us to build a nice home and sell it at a fairly decent price. How many people in a course of a year might you be dealing with? So it, depending on the year, we try to build between five and ten new homes um, to be sold. But within our down payment program, we're probably going to counsel have 75 or so sessions and help up to 50 people buy homes in multiple counties throughout the region. Yeah. So it's very specific to Lime on the one hand, but it's also very much a regional program. The whole thing got started in Lime, didn't it? Well, um, our organization yeah. did, yes, as a result of going back, for those who can remember this far, the flood of 1993 when the Mississippi River came up so high and really devastated Lime, groups of people came together and said, let's look at the community and try to fix it. And five years later, our organization was formed with the help mm -hmm. of the county, businesses, and residents in the area. David, I understand that you're working, obviously, with uh, Kate and her organization. But what's going on in Illinois? Well, what we're seeing in Illinois is that uh, there is a real interest in uh, purchasing housing. Um, we also see um, uh, that there is an expansion of the requests for uh, the housing counseling community. So we are seeing, for example, that more people that are renting and um, intend to rent for the long term still have questions about um, their lease or what to do about repairs or issues with their landlord, and they are seeking out the assistance of housing counseling organizations. And so housing counselors are being trained uh, to provide that type of assistance. And then we're also seeing that a lot of people who um, um, aren't sure what they want to do in terms of uh, buying a home or renting, uh, but they want to be in a situation where they can uh, better understand their financial situation uh, and also better understand um, their or improve their credit score are reaching out to housing counseling organizations to help with that. There again, I'm, I'm more impressed than ever with the, the range and the scope of, of all that you're doing. Um, and uh, Bruce, what, what is your long-range objective of your organization? What do you hope to do? Put everybody who wants a home into a home? Well, everybody who, can, who wants one and can afford one. I think um, it's very important. We've lost a lot of ground on home ownership in the United States that uh, we're, um, we used to be in that 74% um, range of, of um, households having home ownership. Um, well, actually, it's, I should say in the, in the high 60s. And uh, we've, we've lost a tremendous amount of ground and, and, uh, in the last, over the course of the, the financial crisis. And, um, and that's had a, a big cost in terms of the financial security that um, families have in general. It's also more dramatically happened in African-American and Latino communities. And um, the gap between their home ownership and, and white home ownership is, is pretty dramatic, as in 30 percentage points for African-American and 25 for uh, Latino. Uh, our view is that um, we need to really create an environment where home ownership is easier to accomplish, um, that it's always affordable, and that uh, we um, um, can, that people can more easily get in. Uh, and the problem is, is the housing prices are rising, interest rates are going up a little bit. Um, that 
that makes it harder. Um, and I think it's also we in an environment where um, uh, the credit box of how people qualify has gotten to be uh, tighter. And that's why counseling becomes very important. Um, sure. You can really prepare people properly and help them address the things that, that would be barriers normally. Our time is winding down. I want to get a quick caller in here. Pam's been waiting, calling from Chesterfield. Pam, with a quick question to comment, please. Um, yeah, you've talked about um, the contributions that the real estate industry and the banks have made to this situation. What are the um, homeowner insurance carriers contributing? Go ahead, Dave. Uh, there are um, uh, insurance organizations um, that participate, uh, will provide um, assistance, especially uh, insurance companies that also have banks and have uh, need to meet requirements of the um, uh, of CRA uh, will also contribute uh, to assist organizations like the Housing Partnership. We have a tweet from uh, from Caitlin who asks, can any of today's guests weigh in on eviction rates in St. Louis and how these programs help families who have been evicted in the past? Is that part of what you do, Kate? Well, not really for us. I, I think if I speak too far, I'll be misspeaking. Mm-hmm. So I would you know, do you hear anything from your network of other counselors, David? Uh, so we do have two other housing counseling organizations that we work with in the St. Louis Metro East area, CDBG Operations in East St. Louis, and uh, Justine Peterson, which is just uh, uh, down the road on Grand Avenue. Um, and they do certainly work with organizations, uh, with people that are looking for rental assistance, including evictions. And in a number of situations, mm-hmm. it's helping those consumers to rebuild their credit it so that uh, they will be able to apply for an apartment uh, or to be able to buy a house if that's the direction that they want to go. The eviction numbers are really quite striking here in the St. Louis area. Our time is winding down, but Kate, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about your big event coming up later this week. It's, uh, it is a big deal, isn't it? It certainly is, and I really appreciate the opportunity. So we will be hosting our ninth annual Tasting for Change event And uh, as I said before, it falls right on our 20th birthday, and it will be held at River City Casino and Hotel Event Center Friday, May the 4th from 6 to 9.30. Uh, Ticket information can be found on our website at thehousingpartnershipstl.org, and that's a long one. So for those of you that didn't get that, you can call our office at 314-631-9905. Individual tickets are $50 uh, ahead of time and $60 at the door. I, I can't imagine many people in their cars have the pencils ready to write down <laughs> that telephone number. We'll put all of that information on our website Great, at stlpublicradio.org. Uh, that brings us to the conclusion of this discussion. Again, very impressed uh, with what you guys are doing and, and the scope of all you do. Thank you so much. Kate Reese of the St. Louis Housing Partnership being with us. David Young with Housing Action Illinois. Great to see you. And Bruce Dorpalin is with the National Housing Resource Center. A reminder once again that that uh, Tasting for Change event Friday at 6 o'clock at the River City Casino. Thank you all so much for being with us. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
The Gateway brings you the day's news each weekday from around the St. Louis region and the state capitals in Jefferson City. Our schools are accredited. We don't need this bill. And Springfield. How many more years must pass before lawmakers see time is of the essence? I'm Abby Larico. Join me each weekday for The Gateway on the STLPR app or wherever you get podcasts. Thank you.